0: Hey, man! I'm Dr. Greg Popcheck, and you're listening to Episode 23 of the Beatitudes, where we start uh, the eighth Beatitude: "Blessed are the dads who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness." Now, uh, we're as we do in each of these episodes, we're going to focus on first our relationship with our heavenly Father, and what does it mean to be that man after God's own heart? Um, and in this situation, you know what it really talks about is is how we're going to get pushback um, when we are trying to live righteously, when we're trying to put our families first, when we're trying to uh, prioritize our relationships and the time that we need with our wife and our children to really let those relationships flourish and for us to be able to be those spiritual leaders in our home um, we get a lot of pushback from employers, from our parents, from other friends, or even from ourselves, where we wonder, you know, what should I be doing? You know, should I be involved in this? You know, how, how, you know, I feel selfish, you know, carving out this time for my marriage and family life when there are these needs or these responsibilities that have to be done. We often end up picking up, picking on ourselves. Um, sometimes, of course, we get pushback from, as I said, our employers. Sometimes, even our parents get upset. I had a client whose parents refused to speak to him because he said that he wasn't able to come uh, when his parents uh, asked him for a particular thing. He he offered other days, uh, but because, for example, this uh, he was trying to protect his family day. Well, he and his, he and his uh, children, his wife and children, um had regular time where they did things together as a family on Sunday. They went to mass together. They went to breakfast together. They did some fun things afterward. And they, it was a really important time for their family. Uh, their parents asked if, if they could come over and do something on that day. And they, they really weren't able to. And, and then he offered other times that it would work. And the parents actually refused to speak to him because he didn't just come when they said. Um, that was still the right choice, though, because he he was offering to be helpful in ways that he could manage it. and So he wasn't refusing to be there for his parents. Um, but he was prioritizing his domestic church, which is really what we need to do. Uh, of course, sometimes we do need to make some concessions for our employers because we do need to provide for our families. But uh, even there, where we can set boundaries, we should be setting those boundaries. But we're going to get pushback from our colleagues, from our employers, from, 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 from ourselves, and we're going to feel this constant pull to uh, leave behind our responsibility and a privilege to prioritize family life. To go do other things that seem more urgent, but are perhaps, as Stephen Covey might say, less important, right? Um, and so there are three tips that I suggest in this chapter in Bedatitudes for dads to be able to really identify with how to withstand, with, with the qualities that they need to withstand uh, that pressure, that persecution, to leave behind that more righteous life where we're putting our families first and really remembering what our priorities should be. And so that first uh, tip is plugging into God's grace. So traditionally this is called a morning offering, but basically and, and there, there are there are formulaic ways to do it, which are perfectly fine and there are, there are more casual ways to do it. but however you do it, every day we want to start by giving the day to God and making sure that we're asking him to help us to order our priorities in a way that glorifies him and helps us really put first things first help asking god's help to put our 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 marriage and our family life first whatever that means in our particular circumstances we don't have to be rigid about it we don't have to be uh, kind of legalistic about it but we do have to be intentional and thoughtful about it if there are concessions that need to be made we we can make them but we need to make sure that that they're really necessary concessions and not just things that we feel should be done or are being pressured to do, but could be done better in another way. So bringing those situations to God and really making him the Lord of our day and asking for his grace to put first things first and truly prioritize our relationship with him and our families first and really making that morning offering every day where we're consecrating the day to God and asking him to teach us how to live that day in right order so that we can be more resistant to the pressures and the persecutions that come from trying to live a rightly ordered life. Secondly, uh, choosing receptivity. Um, Receptivity is a quality, and we've talked about this before uh, in the theology of the body that helps us really attend to what God is saying in the moment to really commit ourselves to listening to the voice of the Holy spirit, speaking to us through the various activities That occur throughout the day Um, when the opposite of receptivity is reactivity, right? And so we, when we're feeling persecuted, whether that persecution is coming from somebody criticizing us or the critic in our own heads, we end up falling into a more reactive space where we do the thing that seems to get us out of trouble or seems to make the peace in the moment. We agree to do things that we probably shouldn't agree to do because we are afraid of disappointing that person. We, um, we, we get pushed into making commitments and saying yes to things that we probably shouldn't say yes to because in the moment we are being reactive as opposed to receptive before we make any decisions before we respond in any way, especially to pushback from others who are telling us that we shouldn't be putting our marriage and family life first we want to take that situation to prayer again and, and really what is the holy spirit calling me to and as we've talked about before in an earlier tra- uh, earlier podcast you know as part of being receptive means really reflecting on meaningfulness intimacy and virtue you know, the holy spirit is always pushing me toward those three qualities that are the, the the pillars on which an abundant life rests meaningfulness means using my gifts and talents to make a positive difference in the situation intimacy refers to my ability to make choices that make my relationships healthier and stronger and deeper. And virtue means responding to situations in a way that helps me grow into the whole healed, godly grace-filled person that God is calling me to be. But I want to focus specifically on that idea of intimacy. We're making choices that lead to deeper intimacy, deeper connection with God, deeper connection with my wife, deeper connection with my children. Making that time uh, is really important. And so as I'm, making my plans every day as I'm, um, you know, deciding what to say yes to or how to schedule my time, how to prioritize things? Am I really praying about that? Am I giving God my schedule and asking the Lord to teach me how to prioritize things and being receptive in the moment instead of just reacting because this is what I think I need to tell you to get you off my back or to make you happy or to make you not be mad at me? Um, so, you know, when we can be receptive, we can listen to the, what the Holy Spirit is teaching us to do in that moment, rather than just doing what we're reacting to. And then finally, um, practicing our reactions. In other words, you know, when I make choices that, you know, inevitably are the wrong choice, right? I, I end up, you know, saying yes to that thing that I shouldn't have said yes to. I end up accidentally throwing my, the time that I should be giving to my marriage and family life under the bus. Uh Because I did give in to that persecution or that pressure to say yes to things I shouldn't have said yes to or scheduling things that I shouldn't have scheduled or doing it in a, in a way that I shouldn't have done it um instead of just beating myself up for it because that doesn't do any good, um what I want to do is I want to bring that situation back to God and really kind of practice we use that as an opportunity to learn and grow, you know the old saying failure equals feedback um instead of being upset with myself and saying, "Oh, what's wrong with me? I'm such a terrible husband and father, ah, you know." Um, saying, all right, well, you know, I made a mistake. Um, if I had it to do over again, what would I have done and how would I have done it differently? Now, now avoid, um, two easy answers here. Okay. You know, avoid well, I just should have done this. Um, because that doesn't necessarily take into account the pressure that you would have been put under if you had chosen that. So really ask yourself, you know, how would I respond differently to that pressure? You know, what would I have said? To that boss, what what could I what would I have done or said to my parent? What would I have done or said in that situation where I was feeling pressured to choose something other than a rightly ordered life, where my marriage and family life was coming first? You know, how could I have responded to that? What would I have said? What would I have done? Because by walking through that, I'm able to identify different ways of responding. You know, too often we make mistakes and then we get as far as as I said, beating ourselves up. And then we end up repeating those mistakes over and over and over again because we don't take the time to really think through, well, what would I have done had I been in a better state of mind? Now, another part that's important of this is is writing it down and mentally rehearsing it every day. So when I make that morning offering, you know, I'm asking God, okay, you know, Lord, when I'm put in these situations, this is what I've tended to do in the past. You know, I've tended to just agree and say yes to things that I shouldn't say yes to. So when this situation comes up later today where I think I'm going to be put in a similar circumstance— Help me to do this instead. And you're going to pray about the alternative and mentally rehearse it so you can see yourself doing and saying the thing that helps you respond to that pressure in a graceful way and enables you to maintain your priorities more effectively. You know, this is what enables us to be men after God's own heart, really putting those first things first. You know, God is clearly the busiest father in the universe. He's got lots of things to do and a whole universe to run, but he makes time for you and for me. He makes time for us to be imminently present and, and deeply loving. Uh, and, and that requires that sort of focus that, that he wants us to have, to love his children and be present to each other. And so I just want to encourage you in this first part of our three-part reflection on blessed are the dads who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, to remember that righteousness means living that properly ordered life where first things come first, but that that requires Giving our time to God first, and really asking us to teach him, how, teach us how to respond to the various pressures that we feel uh, of the day. Secondly, learning to be receptive, where we're asking God throughout the day, you know, help me to respond more gracefully to this schedule, to this demand, to this this responsibility, and then finally making sure that we're practicing those reactions when those times, in those times, when we make mistakes, not beating up on ourselves for making those mistakes, but really learning from them bringing them back to God and saying, all right, if I had, if I could do this over again differently, what would I have done? What would I have said? How would I have handled that particular pressure or that pushback that I got um, that that I ended up giving into what would I have done or said to be able to deal with that gracefully or effectively? And if I don't know That's the point where you can, uh, you know, ask for help. And in fact, as a member of Catholic Home, and if you're not a member of CatholicHOM.com, I'd encourage you to join today. Um, But as a member of Catholic HOM, you have the opportunity, you know, to ask all the men there, not just me, but our whole team of pastoral counselors and all the other dads who are members there, you know, to describe the situations that you're going through and get the prayer support and get the advice and get the encouragement that you need to make those hard decisions so that you can stand up for what is righteous in the the face of the persecution that you're receiving, either from your work, from your extended family, or coming from your own head. We're going to take a more of a look at this beatitude when it comes to our relationship with our wife in the next episode, but that's it for today. I want to thank you so much for tuning in, and if there's more that we can do to support you in being the man that God is calling you to be, uh, the father after the Heavenly Father's own heart, don't hesitate to post your questions in the Home Builders Forum on Catholic HOM. God bless. Have a great day.